Hello, welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 6060, starring Sorry. Jimbo and Freddy. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, what's happened here? Hang on. I thought that I thought we'd agreed that um, I was going to address as Freddie Mercury and you were going to address as David Bowie for the 60th episode. I, I did message you and say that uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't get the Bowie stuff together and I've got something else to wear, particularly for this episode anyway. Well, I didn't read the message, did I? Are you getting you bored probably... in the lockdown, Fisher? You've made me look a bit stupid here, haven't you? I think you made yourself yeah. look stupid. Well, that's what we agreed. No, well, no. That I was, we didn't agree I was going to look stupid, but we agreed we were going to address as Freddie Mercury and David Bowie. We're going to subtitle this episode, episode 60, the, to stop putting the NHS under pressure. No, that's not the title. <sighs> well, I'll, I'm going to put this back in its microphone. Hold on. Go, what's the subtitle? The subtitle of this episode is Lockdown Summer in Chapel Town. So a bit of a parody of the Loving Spoonful song, uh, Summer in the City. Are you ready for it, Fisher? Here we yeah, go. go on, then. Lockdown, summer in Chapel Town, sitting in my garden in my dressing gown. Stuck in, isn't it shitty? Growing my hair and beard, I don't look pretty. All around, people looking bored to death, not brush my teeth, so I got bad breath. But at night we can go on Zoom, quiz with your friends in your own bedroom. Come on, come on, it'll be alright. I ate so much that my clothes are tight, and yes, we're stuck in Chapel Town despite the boredom. It'll be alright in the summer, in the lockdown, in the summer, in Chapel Town. <laughs> You look ridiculous. <laughs> well, this is great for the audio listeners who can't see you, yeah, but uh, not so good for the visual listeners. Watchers. On audio, I am actually dressed as Freddie Mercury. I mean, there's a lot of questions to be asked about this costume. I mean, for one, why does something that fits around my wife's wrist manage to wrap quite smoothly around my biceps? I mean, surely I need to get to the gym. I'm, I'm going I'm to start. I'm going to take this off. Uh, and similarly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my sleeves back down to a t shirt as opposed to being a vest type thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I went on a, I suppose, the Freddie Mercury look. I, should, I would confess that I did actually go on a video conference call uh, this week and it was suggested that some people would go in fancy dress, so I went as Freddie Mercury. Good going. I mean, uh, that's just stuff you found around your house as well, isn't it? It's amazing what you can do with a white T-shirt and jeans. Obviously, I had to shave the moustache. Uh, or the, uh, the last couple of episodes, I'd have sort of like stubble beard, so I shaved that off and left the moustache there. <laughs> I was, I was but now you've had to keep it for a few days for the podcast as well. Yeah, well, I, I completely forgot that I'd actually got it because I was really busy um, sort of on Friday evening. I ended up going to a supermarket and forgot I'd still got my moustache. So I was walking around. Hey, to be fair, there were a couple of hipsters who gave me a very approving nod. <laughs> and uh, you, they thought I was one of them. Well, we've got um, stuff to get through now um, and drinks time, isn't it? So do you want to do... We've, we've got separate drinks today, haven't we? Because just because I've only got a can today, so I can't share mine. Uh, do, do you want to know what mine is first? Shall I start with mine? Go on. So then. I've got... Basecamp Pills Lager, and it's a lager inspired by adventure. Uh, so it's all talked about on the back about foothills, woodland, camping, climbing, uh, strap a back, uh, pack across your back, explore new places without a map, and this is sort of the ideal drink for doing all of that, really. Okay, so where's that brewed? Uh, in London on an industrial estate. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, enjoy. I've got some uh, Lagunitas Indian Pale Ale from the... Lagunitas Brewing Company. Uh, obviously, we often try and get local things on there, which is obviously why we've called this Lockdown Summer in Chapel Town, uh, this podcast episode. So uh, where do you think this one's brewed? 
Um, is it brewed in anywhere near Sheffield? Uh, no, Chicago. All oh, right, okay. So, well, there we go. At least I kind of got in the right country anyway. So, um, but yeah. anyway, cheers. Uh, hope you're enjoying the lockdown and surviving. Hope everybody out there is okay. Um, we've got quite a, a show lined up. Today we're gonna we're gonna have our first ever guest on the podcast. Actual? What? Did I not tell you that either? Oh, who, yeah. what is it? Your nan again? No, not me nan again. No, no. We're, we've got uh, somebody from another rival podcast. Not rival podcast, but a, a, another podcast. We're all friends, networking. Um, another podcast, a country music podcast. Now I thought, well, shall I explain this later on? Just look forward to our guests. We've got other things to do before then, including um, the show and tell feature. Are you ready for the show and tell feature? Uh, yeah, go on. Let's, so, let's have the show and tell feature. Show and tell feature, then. It's my turn this week. And I, I've got a good record of, of making you choose the wrong answer uh, in both of my attempts at show and tell, which is what I want. I want, I want you to build. I want my lies to be so convincing that you're gonna, you'll choose the wrong one. Okay. So uh, my show and tell feature this week, I am wearing it. So as you can see, it is a quite a large uh, football shirt it's a pepsi it's got pepsi on it okay is and that the football shirt that david bowie famously wore uh, not, in 1984 now not david bowie see this is maybe i maybe I, I just got confused fisher because it's not david bowie it's can you, can you see uh, that no i can't really see that i think david beckham there you go it's david beckham yeah david beckham is what I'm, is what i've got on today um so there's two Possible reasons I'm going to give you as to why I've got this shirt, okay? Uh, reason number one is that um, my dad used to run a football team, a young, a, a, a kid's football team sort of thing. And the other manager, his one of his, what he would call his assistant manager, and it was my younger brother's team he used to manage, uh, his his dad, uh, or the, the assistant, sorry, uh, which was a da- the dad of another kid, um, worked for Schweppes. No, I'm only joking. Of course not. That was your dad. No, worked for Pepsi, okay? And he worked within, like, the commercial, uh, the marketing department and so on. And he got hold of these Pepsi shirts, which were featured on, I think it was either a World Cup or European Championships um, advert at the time. I, I can't remember exactly what year it was. And David Beckham was in that advert, along with um, other stars, such as Roberto Carlos and, and things like that as well. Um, and because of that, in, in dad's contacts, he just had these free shirts and, uh, yeah, got some free shirts. Um, that's one reason. Reason number two, okay, is that I played for a football team, as you know, growing up, uh, junior football, and we were looking for new shirt sponsors and the local paper had got in touch with us about some um, shirts that they could get hold of um, that, that featured in this particular Pepsi commercial, okay? And it was uh, obviously through some sort of contacts to do with David Beckham. So they arranged a big sort of presentation event where we'd have this kit unveiling, uh, where we'd get these free kits to wear. And we must have been about 15 or 16 at the time. So we were nearly, you know, we were older, older kids, I suppose. And we were all really excited because we'd been told that these were David Beckham shirts and David Beckham would be coming to to basically hand them over and meet the players and the, and the club as a bit of a publicity sort of thing. However, we were very disappointed that when we got the shirts and the presentation event took place, they're obviously really oversized and this still doesn't even fit me now, okay? Also, it wasn't David Beckham. It was David Beckham's body double that was sent um, and somehow there'd been some mix-up in communication. Somebody completely misheard it and because they'd not heard that celebrities had body doubles and things like that, um, it, that, that we actually ended up with a body double who did star in the commercial but 
like for other parts of the shoot, if you know what I mean, because that's how they kind of, you know, celebrities record things and so on. So which one was it? Was this shirt uh, given to me from somebody who knew my dad and was an assistant manager of a football team that they used to co-manage together? Or was it from um, a presentation event where we got a new kit for our football team, but we were disappointed because the shirts were oversized and it wasn't David Beckham, it was David Beckham body double? So there's no debate that effectively that is a shirt that is a replica of what was in a Pepsi advert that David Beckham would have worn. That's That happened. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's more how the, the means of which you obtained that shirt. That's a small glass, by the way, isn't it, that you're drinking out of? Yes. Is that a full can that fits in there? Not quite. I was going to say, because I've got... My, my, I've, I've got a 330 milliliter thing, I think, and it almost fills an entire pint glass. And you've got a little kiddie's beaker there, by the looks of it. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a uh, Jack Daniels glass, actually. Right. Okay. Um, so it, it's a case of did someone, did your dad's sort of fellow co-assistant manager give you that? And presume he said, "There you go, um, Jimbo Dad, Ian. I'm, are you busy at Alfred's at the moment?" He said, "No, it's, it's, it's going all right. We're not too bad." Um, and then he said, "I've got the shirt. It's." A big enough size, it's not going to fit our our team, which presumably, um, if it was your younger brother's team, is what, four or five years younger than you, is he? Yeah, five years. So, yeah, he was probably only about 10 at the time. Yep. Uh, did, could, can you confirm whether you, whether that you were about 15 when he got it anyway, irrespective of which, which side of the story it was in? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I reckon I was I was around that sort of age. Yeah. Um, so he said, this shirt might fit your, your Jimbo. Yeah. So you kind of obtain it that way. Um, then the second story, well, I used to play junior football against your team, Yep. if you recall. Um, and, well, you played for a couple of teams, didn't you? You played Thorncliffe and Chapter Athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, as where I played for Utebridge. Um And I can't ever recall you wearing those shirts. Exactly, we, 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 exactly, we, because they were too big. And um, you, you remember how small I was? Uh, I, was I was quite small. Say, and this, this, it, it still doesn't fit me now. So I can't imagine that people get confused between David Beckham and David Beckham's body double. Well, I mean, they, I know they could get confused at looking at them, but surely it was more, if you were to... It was more a phone call, so so they were in touch by a, by a phone call, and either our manager or the club secretary completely misheard that it wasn't, you know, that it was David Beckham's advert body double that would be coming to do the shirt, so so the whole team was told it was David Beckham. Uh, th- that doesn't sound very plausible. So I, I don't think that that could get that confused. Surely there would be a, an expectation gap between... Your mind just saying, "Oh my God, the players are going to be so impressed when they hear this." At which point, the person giving the phone call would say, "Hang on, you do realise it's just his body double, and not the real thing, don't you?" <laughs> no, oh, but, so I think that would happen. But it was so the, it think... was the secretary, and it, it, you know, it could have been done over email. I can't remember, but it was the secretary who was uh, who, not the manager directly, who was involved in in getting this information wrong. Well, even surely, even the, David Beckham is the best known footballer we've got in this country uh, at, at the time. Actually, probably probably still is. I think if you, if you were to say to someone. Even someone who knows nothing about football, name a footballer, I think they would probably say David Beckham, Wayne Rooney. Okay. Is that a fair comment? Yeah, Chris Fisher, closely third. Yeah. Oh, I'll yeah, say that's cricket. Um, so I think, I, I think it was, I think it's the first one. You think it's I the think first it one? given to you by your dad's assistant manager. So, well done, you finally hey. right. I was trying to go for the hat trick. Uh, but no, you're right. So yeah. Uh, that was story was probably a little bit more believable. There you go. All this time I've been saying that uh, your dad worked for Schweppes, and uh, all that time I knew somebody who worked for, pe- for Pepsi. Pepsi and Schweppes aren't the same, are they? Or is it Coca-Cola and no, Schweppes are the same? Coca-Cola and Schweppes, I think. Are so part technically, of the same. rival to your dad's company. Good, good job, my good, good job, my <laughs> dad never watches or listens to this. So I'll be livid. Okay. Did you enjoy that? Uh, yes, it was very good. Well done. It's your go next week, then. Anyway. 
Our visual listeners will notice that we have been joined by our very first guest. You, you're, our, you're, you're technically our first planned guest on our podcast. A yeah. Cu- a couple of times my nan's accidentally appeared, hasn't she, Fisher? Uh, yeah, she's rung up in the middle of the podcast and we felt obliged <laughs> to take the call. <laughs> oh, bless her. So, uh, welcome. Um, this is Dom. Uh, Dom, I, I've, I've known for quite a while. And I know, I, I could have brought him, we could have done a show and tell feature featuring Dom, couldn't we? And I could have... Yeah, I could have brought yeah. him on and said, how do I know Don? So what you won't have heard, Don, and you'll hear back when you listen later on. We have a show and tell feature um, where we have to bring in an item or wear an item that, and we have to tell two versions of where it came from. So this is my Pepsi shirt, which has got David Beckham on the back. And uh, it was a, a promotional shirt that was given to my dad's uh, football team or someone he used to work with and so on. Fisher got it right this week. My other reason was that David Beckham, that there was a mix-up with a, pre- a kit presentation night and we got David Beckham's body double instead of David Beckham. Um, but no, that, that wasn't the right answer. But that's why I'm dressed like this. Uh, aren't yeah, I, I'm, aren't I'm, I dressed <laughs> ridiculously? Aren't I? Look at me. Yeah, oh, and wow. Obviously, Dom, if you wanted to actually listen or watch this podcast back, and participate in last, that last feature that we've just had about Jimbo Show and Tell, then he just ruined it for you because he's yeah, told the other answer is. So, I'm, I'm really upset now. Actually, Dom, Dom could do a Show and Tell feature, and so he could actually try and tell us as to why the background that he's in is completely blurred. I mean, it's, it's, have you got some... What's wrong with your furniture, Dom? I've actually got secret people living here. Oh, right. <laughs> breaking, okay. breaking coronavirus rules. It's a, uh, it's a feature on Skype, isn't it? Uh, which I, I keep forgetting. I, I could, we could do without ourselves, for sure. Bring ourselves into the foreground a little bit more. Um, so Dom, you are from you. You host your very own country music podcast. But going back further than that, you we first got to know each other because you was my one listener of my Sunday Roast <laughs> Radio Show, which we never mentioned, do we? On this, on the Dement Fisher. Which which radio show is that, Jimbo? So it used to be on Penniston FM. It was between three and six every Sunday. Then it moved to Sunday mornings between ten and twelve. I don't think we've ever mentioned that on this podcast, have we? Oh, actually, aren't you back doing it again now? Uh, just just during the lockdown period, yeah. But anyway, uh, that we mention that every single week, Dom, if we can, or we used to. <laughs> um, so, but Dom came on my radio show once on his on your birthday, didn't it? Um, have we on got, my birthday, yes. Do we have the same birthday or something we're familiar? Or do we have, do we have like the day before each other? Yeah, they're very very close, I believe. Yeah. So when's yours again? Mine's the twenty third of September. Yeah. So there we go. Day before. Day before. Uh, but now you are you are going into the podcasting world yourself. I am. I've been doing it since January, February now, so it's been it's been fun. And it's a country podcast. Yeah. So what I do is I speak to UK, Canadian, American artists um, who sing country music, and I just check out their lives. So I speak to them about how they get into music and how I how they actually develop themselves as country artists, and then what their music currently out is, and then it's just a great way to promote especially UK artists, because country music is growing massively. It is, yeah. And uh, we, the reason that I thought it'd be really good for you to come on as well is because me and Fisher often quiz each other over the podcast. Um, yeah. And obviously, you know, this at the minute, everybody's kind of doing online quizzes and things like that. Me and Fisher haven't really had the opportunity to quiz against each other. We have to quiz each other rather than quiz against each other. So this yeah. is a perfect opportunity for somebody to to put us against each other in a competition. You're the sort of quiz master now, and uh, we thought it'd be a great opportunity. And we thought we'd choose a, a subject quite close to mine and subject uh, Fisher's hearts, country music. <laughs> Jim, when did we start podcasting? Was it 2012 or 2013? I can't remember. 2012, uh, maybe. I think it might have been back end of 2012. Or it might have been early 2013. I can't remember. But that means we've been podcasting now for seven years, something like that. Or we had a bit of a hiatus for a few years. Yeah. 
Well, certainly then since we started going again, we've been doing it a good sort of two or three years. But, yep. And be- before that, I used to present sort of the fish tank and you do various things and what have you. How many invites have we had onto other people's podcasts? Well, this is the start of things, isn't it? This is it. Well, yeah. Don't be going for about two or three months and he already gets, gets a chance an hour ago. Well, you see, I'm we, just so lucky. Yeah, we, we need to be pushing ourselves out here more. I'll have to get you on mine. Well, it's just, you know, some, some of the feedback I've had about the other presenter on the show. Um, Tom, you know, I'm just looking for a replacement. A, <laughs> if you need another country musician to interview next week, you know where I am. So, country music close to our heart, Fisher. We've never mentioned country music once, to be fair. We have absolutely no idea what we're doing. But hopefully, uh, we, we kind of get set you a bit of a task, didn't we, uh, to ch- try and find some maybe things that people don't know about country music. So we're going to have absolutely no chance with it, but it's a chance <laughs> for us to, to go against each other. Okay. Um, are we all ready to go? Uh, yeah, I'm ready for when you, whenever you are. We, di- we, didn't get, we didn't get Dom a drink. Sorry, Dom. But oh, yeah, sorry, Dom. To you. Well, I've, got a, uh, I've got myself a little bottle of juice. Oh, there we go. We're sorted. Okay. So, Hang on. We, we bring someone to the podcast, he doesn't even drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> They're all pretty ready for tonight. <laughs> okay, so how many questions have we got? So we've got ten questions. I need you both to get a piece of paper so you can write down your answers. Oh, okay. Um, You're in an office, aren't you, Fisher? So you can kind of do that quite easily. I, I'm in a paperless office. Dom, <laughs> is it all right if I write down the number on my iPad and show it to the screen, yeah? Yes, that's fine. Yeah. I think I'm ready. This probably is important, but never mind. <laughs> okay. So the there's ten questions. Yep. The first two questions have a possibility of two answers, A or B. Yep. And then from then on, it's a choice of four answers. And then on the final question, you've got there's no choice for you. You've got to guess what the word is. Okay. Okay. Are yep. you ready for the first question? Ready. All right. Question one. Who had a crossover hit with these lyrics? It's a quarter after one. I'm all alone, and I need you now. Is it A, Carrie Underwood, or B, Lady Antebellum? Oh. I can try and sing it for you if you want, but I don't want to upset the listeners. So Lady Antebellum. So she sang Poker Face, Bad Romance. <laughs> Am I thinking about the wrong lady? Possibly. Okay, never mind. Uh, right, I think I've got my answer. Yeah, I think I've got mine as well. Yeah. All right, uh, let's start with you, Jimbo. A, Carrie Underwood, and you, Fisher. I'm also going for A. Both are wrong. It's Lady Antebellum. Oh. I, I yeah, I believe, she... I believe it was around 2007. They were quite high up in the UK pop charts. They actually did a crossover chart. I've certainly heard it, but um, my only sort of uh, knowledge of Lady Antebellum is the um, the Christmas covers songs that they sometimes do. They're quite yeah. into the Christmas songs as well, aren't they, in the, the cover songs? Yes. All right, are you ready for question two? Yes. It's another lyric question, so I do apologise. I can try and sing it, but it's from the late 90s, so you should be better in with a chance here. Which group had a mega hit with these lyrics? I want to spend the rest of my life with you by my side forever and ever. Every little thing that you do, baby, I'm amazed by you. Is it A, Rascal Flats, or B, Lone Star? Oh, again, lyrics I've heard, I can hear them in my head. I've just not too much knowledge when it comes to bands. Right. Do you, want me to, do you want me to try and sing it for you? I, I think uh, you can if you want to. All right. So, I want to spend the rest of my life with you by my side forever and ever. Every little thing that you do, baby, I'm amazed by you. That's what I had in my head. So, thank you for confirming that. Uh, Is that cover version? Uh, no, that's actually their 
Just, my, my, my dad is actually quite a uh, when he's not working for Swaps, he's quite a fan of country <laughs> music. So I've definitely heard that quite a few times on some of the country music ones that he sing uh, that he's the CD that he's got at home. Um, yeah, I'm guessing a little bit. Well, I say I'm guessing. There's only two choices. So. <laughs> Are you both ready? Yeah. I'm locked in. Yeah. All right. So Jimbo, I'm going B. And Fisher, I'm also going B. Both are correct. Yay! Lone yeah. Star. Tell you what, Jimbo, if, we, if we'd have got to question 10. Yeah. If we'd have got to question 10 and we were all wrong thus, <laughs> thus far, I think we'd have had to collude on that and make sure we put different answers, at least one of them <laughs> ends up with a point. Question 3. Which of these is the correct song title for a Johnny Cash hit? Is it A, a boy named Drew? B, a boy named Stu? C, a boy named Sue? Or D, a boy so blue. Johnny Cash. Is that the guy who got his name from uh, stealing money from condom machines? <laughs> yeah, I can imagine so. <laughs> um, I think I know this one. I do like Johnny Cash, to be fair. So I, I, I've seen, uh, I've, I've watched the uh, Walk the Line film with him in. Yes. It's a really good film, isn't it? Very, very good film. Well, it's not him, obviously, but it's, you know. <laughs> yeah, an, an actor representing. Yeah, yeah. Are you ready, Fisher? Uh, I think, can you just run through the options again, please, if that's okay? So, A, a boy named Drew. B, a boy named Stu. C, a boy named Sue. D, a boy so blue. Okay. I think I'm, I'm, I'm down to one of one of two choices. So, I'm not sure if you're ready, Jimbo, whether you want yeah. to reveal what you've got. So, there's mine. C, a boy I, named Sue. And Fisher? I didn't know whether it was Drew, but I think it was, I think also C. I think Both Sue. are correct. Yes, get in. Well, I'll admit, when the questions were, when the options were read out, I was getting a bit confused with the song Peggy Sue as well. Yes, that's so, pretty holly, well, isn't it? That, that's both great songs. Actually, I apologise if that's one of the future questions, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 don't worry. Would, would, Buddy Holly, would Buddy Holly slip into country music, do you think? Or is he more more rock? Early but all, yeah, he was he was within the um, country music scene. Oh. It was it was a big loss, obviously, when they all yeah you know passed away because that's what the song American Pie. Oh, okay, yeah, of course. Yeah. Based upon. Mm. All right, so question four: What year was Taylor Swift born? Is it A nineteen ninety, B nineteen eighty nine, C nineteen eighty eight, or D nineteen eighty seven? Oh, okay, well. Yeah. Instantly, I thought I'm fairly sure it's late '80s or early '90s. Um, so that's that's brought me no help whatsoever. <laughs> can you can you run through the the letters again? A, B, C, or D. Uh, what what was the years attached to those the letters? Years. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted the letters. Yeah. All right. So A was 1990, B was 1989, C was 1988, or D was 1987. Okay. So, I mean, if I don't get this one right, look, I, I can admit I'm, I'm not the biggest Taylor Swift fan, so I could just shake it off quite quite easily, I think. Boom. Thank you. Well, that, that's one way to tell the right, Jimbo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you both locked in? Yes. Yeah. All right, Jimbo. I'm going with D, 1987, my birth year. Um, um, I, think, I think it was B, but I've, yeah, I've gone, I've gone 1989. Well, I can confirm that Fisher has taken the lead. Oh. Yeah. Yes, the album was um, 1989, and it was actually an album named after her birth year as well. All right, it's, 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 like a, it's a bit like Adele, isn't it? She like you know names her albums after her age, doesn't she? 
1921 and 25, was it? 1921, yeah. she's not that old. <laughs> <laughs> 19, 21. Imagine if she's um, going as, as, as long as, uh, as, as long as some, you know, like Major Tom or whatever, what do you call him? Sir, uh, Captain Tom, Captain Tom Moore. Yes. No. She could name an ex, you know, an album after, after her age then, 100 or something. Hey, he did fantastic though, didn't he? He did, yeah. Uh, and he was a Yorkshire man as well. Yes. So that's a, um, you know, that's another great thing for Yorkshire. Yep. All right, question five. Another lyric question, but everybody should get this. Finish the lyrics by Patsy Cline. Crazy, I'm crazy for feeling so. Is it A, lonely, B, lovely, C, alone, or D, needed? I can run through the song again if you want. I think I might be all right with that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, pl- yeah, if you could, please. Crazy, I'm crazy for feeling so blank. Is it A, lonely, B, lovely, C, alone, or D, needed? I'm starting to doubt myself a little bit now, but uh, anyway, I'm going to go with it. Are you ready? I'm locked um, in. Are you locked in, Fisher? Uh, reluctantly, yes. <laughs> then we'll start with Fisher this time. Oh, okay. I've gone for A. Lonely and Jimbo. A. Both are correct. Fish is still in the lead. Yeah, the, there's a good fun fact about this song as well. It was written by Willie Nelson, and two months before she actually recorded the song, she was actually in a car crash. All right. So all she, right. Had, she had a broken rib, and she had to sing the high notes stood up on crutches. And the song itself was supposed to be called Stupid. I'm stupid, stupid for feeling so lonely. But they changed the title of it to Crazy after they started singing it. Yeah, okay. Fair. Well, that would have been stupid, wouldn't it? Stick with the old lyrics because uh, it does sound better. Crazy's got a better ring to it, I think. It flows a bit nicer. Yeah. Question six. Which of these following artists have never had a top 40 country hit? Now, top 40 country hit, that's the US country hits. Is it A, Bob Seger, B, Eric Clapton, C, Lionel Richie, or D, Tom Petty? Um, okay. I can run through them again if you want. No, I think I'm happy. I think I've got, I've locked my um, guess in. Yeah, can you run through the options again, please? So, you're one of those annoying people at quizzes, aren't you, Fisher? Uh, hang on, can I have some quiet, please, Jimbo, while he's trying to read the questions out? <laughs> A, Bob Seger, B, Eric Clapton, C, Lionel Richie, or D, Tom Petty? I'm happy. I think, I, I think I'm quite, quite confident with this one, although I'm starting to doubt myself again a little bit. Okay. Okay. Both locked in? Locked in. Ready to go. All right, Jimbo? C. C, Lionel Richie. And Fisher? I'm going to go for B. Slow and Eric Clapton himself. Nope. Both are incorrect. The answer is actually Tom Petty. Tom Petty? You'd have thought so, though, wouldn't you? So, Bob Seger had Shame on the Moon in 1981. Eric Clapton had Tulsa Time in 1978. And Lionel Richie had Deep River Woman in 1986. Right, okay. So, did they all just have one country top four to hit them Lionel Richie I believe had a couple and so did Eric Clapton but Tom Petty was the only one that just didn't have anything in the top 40s country wise oh yeah but I would have thought Tom well compared to Lionel Richie Tom Petty would have been the one that I could have imagined more of a country sound from which is why it's so crazy this question yeah yeah all right so question seven it's another lyric question you should both get this as well. It's another 90s, I believe it was 97. It's, it's The lyric question is, you're still the one that I love, the only one I dream of, you're still the one I kiss, good night, and the artist hit it big in 1998. Is it A, Faith Hill, B, Carrie Underwood, C, Shania Twain, 
or D, Leanne Rhymes. I can try and sing it, but I'll probably break everybody's ears. Uh, sorry, what does Leanne Rhymes with? <laughs> <Ba -bum. laughs> Loving it. With that question, I uh, thought you got older one of Fisher's Valentine's cards, to be honest. But uh... <laughs> so, what? Can, can you remind me of the answers again? <laughs> so the answers is A. Faith Hill. B. Carrie Underwood. C. Shania Twain. Or D. Leanne Rhymes. Gotcha. You both locked in. Yep. Jimbo. C. Shania Twain and uh, yeah, I've gone with you. Oh, sorry, I've gone with C. Actually, <laughs> is it is it displaying right on your screen? No, I've got my, all my letters back to front. Yeah, like, I've gone with C. Shania Twain. C Both yeah. are correct. Brilliant. I think I... it was from a. Uh... The album called. Actually, I suppose I shouldn't ask what the album is in case that's a future. It, it, no, no, it's not. Uh, is it called "Come On Over" the album? Yes, it is. Yeah. And it actually went platinum twenty times. I'm running out of paper, running out of paper, and and I'm starting to realise why am I just not using my my C's and my A's and my B's again? You know. Yeah. So surely all you need is four bits of paper. I'll probably be <laughs> two and uh, sort of use the backside. Question eight: Which of these songs, sung by Little Big Town, caused controversy with its lyrics? A. Better Man. B. Girl Crush. C. Painkiller. Or D. Faster Gun. Um. Well, guns aren't controversial in America, are they? They just run around with him just willy-nilly, so... Um... No, no, you're, you're thinking Willie Nelson. Oh. Different, different, <laughs> artist, different artist altogether, Jim, but not willy-nilly. I've <laughs> um... um, got a great fact about Willie Nelson. Yeah, go on, um, His guitar that he plays with is the same guitar he's played since 1969. Wow. It, like Trigger's Brush from Only Fools and Horses. He's had 37 new strings, 17 new straps. <laughs> well, that's it. Um, yeah, I'm not wrong in saying that he's just he's only very recently that he died, isn't it? Is that right? Yes. Is he is he dead? <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I, I believe so. Like only oh, like literally me... li literally within the last two weeks, I think. Yeah. This coronavirus has sent my brain into meltdown. Really. Good job you didn't try and get him on the podcast. Yeah. Well, that's it. No, no, I can't see a death date. Have I, have I got this completely wrong? Have you got some insider information? Just like, uh, did I do this? No, I, I did. I did this last week. I needed to apologise because last week I said that Bernie Eccleston was in, was somehow involved in the directorship and ownership of Arsenal, and that's not right either, is it, Fisher? Um, no, he's never, never had any involvement whatsoever. He, well, he did try and buy the club on a couple of occasions. I looked it up, and it, so I, I did check why I said it. I was completely right. wrong, of course, but I did check why I'd said it. So there you go. I, and I've got. I can, I can confirm that Willie Nelson is still alive. Oh, okay. Yeah, was that's it, what you think. Did a different willy did was it willy nilly? Was it was it willy nilly that died? <laughs> I must willy nilly then. <laughs> Never mind. Sorry, Willie Nelson. That's apology of the week sorted for next week. So let's go back to the question: Which of these songs, sung by Little Big Town, caused controversy with its lyrics? A. Better Man. B. Girl Crush. C. Painkiller. Or D. Faster Gun. Okay, so it's stab in the dark, but I'm locked in. Fisher. Uh, I'm gonna go for C. Painkiller and Painkiller, yeah. B for me. Big girl crush for Jimbo. We have actually tied each other. Oh, well Jimbo, done, Jimbo. you're right. Oh, brilliant. How many questions have we got? Two questions or one question left? We've got two questions left. Right, so this could, could be the difference. So it's definitely going to go down to the last question then, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, girl crush was shamed upon by the radio stations in the US because it's basically about lesbianism. It's about two girls fancying each other because one guy's cheating with them. So she right. wants to taste her lips and smell her perfume. And yeah, radio stations want a big fan of that. 
And that was 2014 that was released as well. Yeah. So. I know what's wrong with them. I know. So question nine. In Kenny Rogers' The Gambler, what did the guy bum? Right, hang on. I can confirm it was Kenny Rogers who died quite recently, wasn't oh, it? Yes, it was. <laughs> okay, that, there we go. That's that's where I've got things mixed up. But anyway, okay. So Kenny Rogers, what did he? What did? Can, can you just remind me again? What was what was the question at the end there? I didn't quite catch what you said. So in Kenny Rogers, the gambler, what did the guy bum? The guy in the on the train carriage, he was sat next to. What? Can, can you just spell the last word? <laughs> Literally, as it as it says, as it sounds, B U M bum. Okay. <laughs> uh... Is it A, whiskey? B, a lighter? C, a cigarette? Or D, some advice? Very, very happy that you've given us multiple choice on this question. <laughs> That's why I had that dramatic pause. Uh, well, I've written my answer down before I got multiple choice, unfortunately, so. Uh, k- k- so which, which one was lighter? I've... Oh. A, whiskey, B, lighter, C, cigarette, D, some advice. Okay. You can't copy me, Fisher. (laughs) I'm only guessing, so I wouldn't copy copy me either, Fisher, if I were you. Okay. Okay. Are you both ready? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Fisher? Uh, Well, I I locked in before the multiple choice question, so I just went with Dolly Parton. (laughs) (laughs) uh, But I I went for D later on. (laughs) Um, And Jimbo? Uh, you won't be surprised to hear that I went for B because I shouted my answer out. Both are unfortunately incorrect. Oh. What, even though I gave two answers? I do love your answer, though, with Dolly Parton, Fisher. That is that is clever. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, he bummed a cigarette and then he asked him for a light. So is that like... Um, so that's... It's like, it's like, it's like, like borrowing, so not borrowing, but asking, yeah. begging for something, basically. Begging for a cigarette. Yeah, okay. Glad we cleared that up. <laughs> Well, that's why I enjoyed the question. It was um, <laughs> it could go any way you want. And Fisher clearly still, went that way. Still safe for work. Um, so, last question. Your smile is like a breath of spring. Your voice is soft like blank. What Dolly's Parton? What uh, what lyric is missing from that Dolly Parton song called Jolene? So I'll sing it again. It's your smile is like a breath of spring. Your voice is soft like blank, and I not, I cannot compete with you, Jolene. There's a blank in there. I could try and sing it, but hmm. I apologise. I actually messed that question up a little. No, no. Do, uh, do we get multiple choice options or, or no? This, okay. is, this is the last question, so there's no multiple choice on this one. Okay. At least it's made, allowed me to be creative. Or <laughs> so it's basically okay. your voice is soft, like something. Something, and I cannot compete with you, Jolene. Okay. My answer is very much bearing in mind uh, it's based on how quickly she managed to get to the supermarket and what time. But anyway, <laughs> you'll see. You'll I can't see. wait to see this one. Are you ready, Fisher? Are you ready, uh, Fisher? No, so I'm, I'm just trying to... Uh, hang on. I'm still, still writing. Fill in for a bit, Jimbo. Fill in he's, for a he's bit. Just, he's, just, he's just searching it on his Google, on his iPad. He didn't want to lose. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, um, I've got something written down now. Okay. Go on then, Go on then Fisher. I want to see yours. Uh, well, do you want to start singing it, and I'll jump in with the correct song. Okay. Your smile is like a breath of spring. Your voice is soft like... My dingaling. <laughs> That's a different song as well. <laughs> Man. You might have to do the same for me, Dom. Okay. Your smile is like a breath of spring. Your voice is soft like... My toilet tissue. 
Again, it's relevant. Oh, I love it. Coronavirus has got to us all. As far as you've got enough toilet tissue, with everybody stealing it all. Exactly. Um, so I'm guessing that... we both failed with that. Yeah. The answer is summer. Is what? Sorry. Summer rain. Summer rain. Summer rain. Soft yeah, Jolene was inspired by a young girl who asked Dolly Parton for a autograph after one of her concerts. And when Dolly Parton asked the name, she said, oh, it's Jolene. Ah. She goes, that's a lovely name. I'll write a song about you. Keep yeah. an eye out for it. But then it's obviously about a woman stealing a man. And then, yeah. I bet Jolene wasn't too happy about that. But anyway. <laughs> well, who knows? I, I don't think anybody's actually interviewed Jolene after, oh. after the fact. So that'd be an interesting interview to have. You could track her down, Dom. Uh, well, that's it. That's my next task. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, that's been brilliant, but we've, we have not found a winner, have we, Fisher? We've both actually drew. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, to be fair, I'd be impressed if only one of us could draw. <laughs> um, so, I'm, so, did we get two or three out of ten? Whichever, whichever way, I think it's a pathetically low score, isn't it? <laughs> it was five, actually. Five? Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, you did that's really, hard. really well. Oh, yeah. Um, Jimbo Jimbo has a lot of experience with country music due to his radio show. Yeah, that's between three... Oh, sorry, it's not anymore, is it, Jimbo? Um, His old radio show, his Sunday lunch. I should have done a lot better with that, but anyway. Thank you very much, Dom. Um, So where can we hear your podcast then? You can get it everywhere, pretty much, can't you? And what's it called? What's the reminders of the name? So it's called Country Chat with Dom. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. On Twitter, it's country underscore chat. And on Facebook and Instagram, it's Country Chat with Dom. And you, I've also got a website, www.countrychat.co.uk. And you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all, all of them, really. Tune in, Streak, uh, Streaker, I think it's called. Yeah, anywhere Streak. you can find podcasts. Streaker, Streacher, I can't remember what it's called anymore. Streaker. <laughs> uh, there's just so many, it's just unbelievable. Thanks. I appreciate. Obviously, you do quite a highbrow country music uh, podcast, but uh, do you need? Uh, you don't need two idiots on the podcast by <laughs> chance uh, anytime soon, do you? Do. Uh, I'm actually. That'd be actually really, really fun to do. We'll have to. We'll have to organise something. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Fish has got a guitar. I could just go some maracas or something. Well, I've heard you're singing for some of your um, your little fake ads. Exactly. Doing fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got another one coming up next. So, do you want? Do you want to listen to it and then uh, as we as we play you out of the show? Yeah, yeah, that'll be great. Here we go. Thanks, Dom. Thank you for everything. Oh, that's the wrong one. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta listen to a podcast that sounds right for me. One to keep me smiling, keep me laughing with some energy. They've got news and they talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. Talk about, talk about, talk about anything. Gotta subscribe. Gotta subscribe. Gotta subscribe. Where the best podcasting, Chapel Town. Where the best podcasting, Chapel Town. 
Well, the best podcast in Chapel Town. Well, the best podcast in Chapel Town. Okay, so um, Dom didn't listen to the whole of that song. He, d- he left before the end of it, which I don't blame him. So did he kick him out of the conversation or did he leave of his own accord? No, I think he left of his own accord. <laughs> yeah, understandable. That was very good. Pass on my thanks to him. It was a good, uh, good quiz he did there. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Uh, so we're on to news now, aren't we? Uh, yes, yeah, after, after all that. Um, so news, uh, Bernie Eccleston is going to buy Arsenal by the sound <laughs> of it. Um, now, do, do we do that as apology of the week? I'm not sure whether they formally apologise for it. But... Not formally, but yeah, there, there you go. Uh, yeah, I, I said Bernie Eccleston was somehow involved in Arsenal last week. And, and, and I had heard his name mentioned around Arsenal a lot. And the reason why was obviously because, yeah, he, he was involved in potentially buying Arsenal a few years ago. And I think it kept coming back round, but he never got ne- they never got it done or over the line. But anyway. Um, uh, news, what's, what's been going on? I think, obviously, a lot of talk about coronavirus. I've had my uh, I've had my attention drawn a bit more by a different story that's um, it's been rumoured a bit and last night there are a few more rumours intensifying that Kim Jong Un might be dead. Yeah, it's about very... that. Um, if he does pass away, then he'll be replaced by the next supreme leader, who's going to be called Kim Jong Du. Um, <laughs> if, anyone, if, if anyone if anyone's got a good good knowledge of French language and numbers, then that's a great joke for you there. Um, but it it sounds like he possibly had complications with heart surgery. And if he's not died, then it might be completely brain dead, potentially. But it's a bit difficult to say. There's, there's very few reports coming out. Mm. Um, well, there we go. But anyway, anyway, that's enough about brain dead leaders. Should we talk about Donald Trump instead? Yeah. Let's do that. So, you know, there's been a lot of things, hasn't there, that, you know, that during this period of uncertainty, and this, this is completely, not many people, you know, like, you know, apart from those that are old enough to be around during the war and all those kind of things, this is a really odd time to be alive, isn't it? You know, um, I remember being at you know, work about a month ago and people were talking about this lockdown potentially happening and people having to work from home and people not being able to go out anywhere. And then when the pub shut, it was just watching it all was completely just so unbelievable. But nothing, nothing has been more shocking or surprising then the US president, one of the most powerful people in the world, advising or suggesting that injecting disinfectant could be a way to cure coronavirus. Well, what can... is going on? Uh, I'm sorry, Jim Bob, but every now and again, in these occasions, you need innovative people who will think outside the box to try and solve the problem. And all these great scientists, none of them have come up with the idea of injecting disinfectant <laughs> into themselves to try and get rid of it. I mean... People complain and say, look, at the end of the day, doing that will burn a hole in your lungs and kill you. But has anyone tried it? And and look, so. the deaths from coronavirus would plummet dramatically. Um, oh, definitely. Sadly, you know, they'd be they'd be dying from something else entirely. But, you know, the, the, deaths, the death rate from coronavirus would plummet. Um, yeah. He's also come up with the idea, apparently, he's, he's got a new book out, Trump, anyway. It's called uh, Donald Trump's Weight... It's called his weight loss regime, apparently... <laughs> A great way to lose weight, just chop one of your legs off. <laughs> chop a leg off, you'll lose quite a bit of weight. Not a problem. I mean, it's probably not very good for your long-term health, and particularly yeah, if you don't actually have sort of, you know, not that there's anything wrong with only having one leg, but, you know, particularly if you're not used to it and not expecting it, probably not the best thing to sort of just do on the fly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, probably not the brightest idea in the world, is it? I mean, 
did you see that he claimed it was just being sarcastic? Yeah. Although, if you, if you watched the press conference, he didn't really sound very sarcastic, did he? No, he didn't, no. And, and you could see the sort of scientific advisor just sat there, sort of, basically just exactly, yeah, just like really not sure about what was going on and, and why. I, I haven't seen a look like that since the one that Dom gave us um, a few minutes ago. <laughs> Oh, um, are you okay? I'm sure I can. I can hear somebody calling you, Fisher. I can hear someone. Can yeah, do you mind just checking? I'm sure. I'm sure there's somebody outside your door. Uh, okay, I, just I can go, go to the door briefly. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll just we'll okay. hang, we'll just pause the co- podcast for two seconds. But yeah, just check. I'm sure there's somebody at your door. Okay, I'll go and check, Jimba. Okay. Oh, he's irritating me today. He's doing my head in. Pause. Yeah. Oh, I'm still recording. Okay. Um. Oops. Sorry about that, Fisher. <laughs> Fisher, come back. Okay, he's gone. So my story here is that uh, is that the uh, health minister somewhere. Oh, he's back. Look, here he is. Okay, Fisher, you're right. So have you seen the news story about the health minister? Uh, I don't think it was in this country, but he was caught out by Zoom was on or whatever his conference call were on, and he was basically giving a colleague a bit of uh, a bit of abuse, forgetting that his Zoom uh, thing was on. And that's just what I've done to you, by the way, to demonstrate. All right, okay, fair enough. Um, it's quite an effort for, spoke... you, for you to get up and go out just for that part of the show, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, it's like confusing because actually partway through the podcast, my wife did actually come home from uh, <laughs> being out to, to do some shopping. So, yeah, um, I was actually wondering whether or not you could hear something suggesting that she was actually locked out of house and couldn't get back in. So. <laughs> but never mind, yeah. <laughs> So did you actually do what you needed to do while while I was out? Yeah, I was just I was just uh, trying to emphasise the point that uh, yeah that this health minister and I, I think it was another country. Um, yeah, basically Wales, yeah. was it in that was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, gave his, his one of his colleague a bit of abuse while the convers- the Zoom video was still going or something like that. So I've just done the same for you. All right, thank you. Um, so yeah, there was that. Um, I suppose it could have been a bit worse, but yeah, I think probably actually looking at that. The most entertaining bit of it was watching the video of all the other people's reactions to it. So you got various senior politicians who were just too busy giggling <laughs> because someone had referred to well, oh. slacked off a colleague. Yeah, and this this same thing. Did you see the uh, just going back to Donald Trump? Did you see a reporter? I think it might have been possibly New Zealand, somewhere maybe New Zealand. A reporter in the crowd speaking to the uh, New Zealand Prime Minister um, said, "What do you think of?" Donald Trump's um, suggestion that di- injecting disinfectant might help uh, cure the coronavirus, and and in the in the answer from the New Zealand Prime Minister, he was or it might have been somebody in another country, but he was trying not to laugh as he as he responded. Um, but in many cases, it's interesting because they're having to like it happened in the UK the other day. So somebody asked this to Dominic uh, Raab, and he, he 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 decided to put the question to his scientists and his health rather than actually saying saying look don't do that because they've, they've got to be very careful or they, they seem to want to be very careful about you know bad mouth in a u.s president they still decided to pass it on to the scientific advisors rather than just say no he's an idiot don't listen to him yeah i've not seen that i would say in fairness to donald trump um one thing i would say about him is that when he prefaces and, and comes up with these ridiculous suggestions he doesn't normally say but I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. I've, I've, I've just got ideas. Then shut I mean, up, Donald. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, shut up. Or also, don't tell people what your ideas are. You know, that'd be, that'd be ideal. That'd be even better. I'll tell you one thing that Donald Trump um, might potentially uh, advise on, though, is ma- on. especially with the, with the gun, the gun crack. Sorry, 
You need to buy the noise. Oh. Donald Trump noise. Clearly. So it's, it's, it's not fair whenever I start talking about Donald Trump and he decides to disrupt my flow by doing exactly that. You've got to do it yourself <laughs> as well. So one thing that the American Prime Minister, uh, Prime Minister, President, might suggest is a good uh, option for people is to, uh, especially in America, with obviously gun crime and, and all sorts of incidents involving gun crime, it's potentially uh, for everybody to get breast implants. Because, did you see this news story? Uh, I did, yes. I think well, I'll, I'll let you describe it. So, a, a woman was saved after her breast implant deflected a bullet away from her heart. Uh, and it was in America. Um, on to- No, is it Canada? On to- on- Ontario? On- Ontario? Oh, Canada, yeah. Canada, there we go, yeah. So a 30-year-old woman only suffered a, a fractured rib um, because, yeah, it deflected the bullet off away and away from her heart. So that might be one thing that Donald Trump might suggest and actually people might go... Oh, sorry. One thing that he might suggest and people actually might go, actually, Donald, that's not too bad an idea. Have you seen this new story? <laughs> I, I've been promoting it for years. Women to get fake boobs. Great idea, great idea. I've said it for years. Women should get fake boobs. <laughs> I think my, my understanding is the bullet came in, lodged in the fake boob, and then the boob sort of like spun up. And I think it kind of like stuck in there, it absorbed the velocity of the bullet, and it sort of dislodged itself. So then it must be like some kind of puzzle. I think they had to like uh, you know, move it in and sort of twist it out and bring it back out. <laughs> and they said that they gave the fake boob and bullet to the policeman for firstly for analysis and presumably just gave, presumably just gave him a fake boob to uh, play with when he got home if he was a particularly lonely policeman yeah there's, there's a poli- there's a policeman's wife now that's got uh, one <laughs> one larger boob than the other strapped on with tape i think i think when you get shot obviously it's not particularly very nice but i think the, the bigger problem when you get shot is not the bullet going in because it actually sort of punches the skin in. It's more when it comes out of the other side of it and blows the wound open. Yeah. I think is actually the worst bit getting shot. So if it gets stuck in there, I think that generally is possibly a bit better. Um, so do you think that's why she bought them? Do you think, do you think when she <laughs> was kind of looking which boobs to get, she said, well, obviously, those sides are nice and round, nice and pert. Uh, those ones, obviously, they're about the same size as the bowler. I think they suit you quite well. Those ones, really good if someone shoots you in the boob. I mean... <laughs> They're made of Kevlar, those ones, so I'd, uh, I'd, I'd recommend them. These ones, there's a button on the nipple, and it's endorsed by Donald Trump, and every time you press it, it goes... <laughs> anyway, um, so, uh, but key workers. Now, one, I'm, I'm, I'm right in believing that a, a post-delivery um, person, a post-officer, do they call them, they don't call them post-men or post-ladies, do they? A post-officer, is that what you call them? Uh, a I, delivery I worker? They would be classed as key workers, wouldn't they? I just call them person who, no matter how cold it is, will always wear shorts. Yeah. Well, they are, they are classed as key workers, though, aren't they? Did you course, see yeah. there was one in Sheffield, a post-person a post person in Sheffield, and he was a gentleman, um, who received a, he got a parcel that said on it to David whatever whatever somewhere in Sheffield. So this post officer, you know, they've got things to do. They're busy, you know, they're one of the only people working at the minute. But no, somebody in another country decided that they didn't know where this uh, pen friend they were writing to lived. So they decided to just put David and then his second name somewhere in Sheffield. And he wrote, whoever this pen friend was, wrote a long list of, um, like, a description of what he knows about this person, which left then the postman then trying to sort of decipher it using Facebook and social media to find out where the parcel needed to be delivered to. And he did it. What an achievement. Good on him. And that's uh, in Sheffield, obviously, where we podcast from. Yeah. Um, he said, I think his wife is called Helen. They have a child or a dog or both. <laughs> um, or, or the child could be a dog. <laughs> 
Yeah, a strange child who walks around on all fours. And, uh, you know, if you walk past a lamppost, he'll pee against it. Um, <laughs> he has been in many Olympics, not as an athlete, but as a reporter for the BBC, which is much more important. Um, so I, I expect he probably thought he was taking the piss a little bit. They actually ended up getting posted to him. Um, weirdly, the postman actually said something a bit strange. Um, I didn't... The person who actually got it, uh, Mr. Essen, said, at this time, there's so much pressure on them, so I was impressed when the postman found me on Facebook and sent me a Facebook message at 3.35 a.m. <laughs> Sorry, but what is this postman doing on the internet at half past three in the morning? That's what I want to know. <laughs> this postman who's got access to all your personal belongings and delivers strange parcels and stuff. Well, fair play to him for actually getting the parcel to the right place, though. Um, so, Fisher... Uh, there's one more story in the, the, that you kind of brought to our attention about the Brazilian leader. Uh, yeah, well, well, I've got two more stories. So, yeah, one oh. of them uh, is the Brazilian leader, which is obviously um, not a description of his uh, pubic hair and uh, how he styled it. It's the president or prime minister of Brazil. He was democratically elected. But you know what's a bit strange about him for a democratically elected leader? Go on. He was this week involved in an anti-democracy protest. <laughs> there were a lot of people who preferred dictatorships, and he went out on the street and protested with them. They were, they were specifically protesting about lockdowns imposed by state governors due to the coronavirus, and he decided to go out and said, don't worry too much about coronavirus, it's not a problem. I <coughs> <laughs> was coughing all over the place by the sounds of it, and, and protested for you know against democracy, which I think is very strange for someone who's been democratically elected. Yeah. But also, also my... Uh, my Gage was alerted to um, the BBC, you know, that institution we should have got rid of a few few years ago because it's rubbish and doesn't do anything and Netflix is cheaper. Uh, they're doing a lot of educational programmes at the moment. Mm -hmm. BBC Bite Size, I think it's called. So you've got Sergio Aguero teaching you how to speak Spanish. Um, you've also got Danny Dyer teaching you how to do history because Danny Dyer is, um, is a very distant relative of the Queen by the sounds of it, according to who do you think you are. So he's, he's doing... Um, some of the history stuff. But it made me think, what about if other people in EastEnders could do little classes? So maybe you could get Doc Cotton, um, you know, teaching you how to have a fag behind the uh, bike sheds. <laughs> Ian Beale could do uh, catering. Of course, yeah. You could oh. have Barbara Windsor teaching you how to stand up and let your bar bra ping off at a high velocity. <laughs> uh, you could have someone from Strictly Come Dancing teaching you how to, um, no, not dance, cheat on your partner. <laughs> well, they've got Ian Beale for doing that as well, I suppose, haven't they? Of course, yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, I was intrigued by that. Um, are you just going to get in celebrities to come and, you know, all of a sudden take the role of teachers? Well, could could they uh, maybe get Donald Trump in as well and he could do a lesson in health sciences? <laughs> Here at Dr. Donald's private healthcare facility, we are passionate about customer care and medical excellence. With our private healthcare, should you be unfortunate enough to be struck down by a virus or bacterial infection, don't worry. At Dr. Donald's, we will anti-back all your problems away with a simple squirt, just like cleaning a toilet seat. Because if it works on surfaces, we know it'll work inside your lungs too. Do you have severe depression? Not to worry. At Dr. Donald's, we've got a large stack of comedy DVDs ready for selection. Play sports? What if you were to suffer a nasty leg break or spine break? Dr. Donald's got your back. Just like sticking the head back on your child's favourite action figure, we've got the strongest super glue available. Slipped into a coma? Don't worry. We'll get Dr. Donald to come and give you a few slaps to wake you up in no time. Dr. Donald's, where healthcare and treatment makes perfect sense, at least to Donald. Okay, so 
Fisher, uh, you've got something planned for us? Uh, yeah, so obviously, uh, observant people obviously will have noticed something a little bit different about me at the moment, which is that I'm currently sporting a moustache. I don't know whether I'm going to shave it on, off or not. I'm just, I think I might just wait for the rest of the beard to grow back. Uh, but I thought because of that, I would do a quiz around famous people with moustaches, given that I'm now one of them. <laughs> um, I would I would do you know a quiz about yeah, my friends, basically, is what they are. We're all part of one group, aren't we? Moustache people. So I thought I'd do. A, you could have saved. You could have saved this till November. Nah, yeah, I'm running out of ideas for quizzes. So, um, <laughs> so while I've got a chance, I'll, I'll lock this one in and do it. So I thought famous moustaches or people who famously have moustaches or, or all that sort of stuff. So we'll start with Charlie Chaplin. That's okay. okay. Famous for his toothbrush moustache. Um, I was tempted once to go to a fancy dress party as Charlie Chaplin, but uh, couldn't find a bowler hat, so I just styled it out and went as Hitler instead. Mm. Um, much easier. He was, he, was, was he the one who was in... Well, it was, all, it was silent movies, weren't it, back then? Uh, it was, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, because um, I, I, I had a bit of a, a film marathon night um, watching lots and lots of sort of silent movies back-to-back, uh, really into the sort of early hours of the morning just the other day. And uh, the neighbour complained next door. He's a mime artist. <laughs> there you go. Um, there we go. So Charlie Chaplin, uh, do you know what day he died on? Uh, was it? Oh, it, 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 there's something quite specific about this, isn't there? Was it, his, it? No, it was Shakespeare died on his actual birthday. Shakespeare died on his birthday. Yeah. I think Charlie. Go, let's say Christmas Day. He died on Christmas Day. Correct. Yes. Um, Is that a question? No, it's not a oh. question. No. <laughs> um, in he died on Christmas Day in 1977. So a bit like Shakespeare. Fingers crossed, he got a chance to open his present. Just realised I was just applaud. I was just. I just played an applaud sound effect for Charlie Chaplin dying on Christmas Day. Yeah. Well. Well done, yeah. Great news, fantastic. <laughs> um, um, so he, he died on Christmas Day, 1977. His wife got an unusual phone call on 2nd of March, 1978. What did the phone call say? Was it that he'd been nominated? Which, which The first option actually freakishly sounds uh, a bit like something you uh, alluded to earlier on, on the quiz with Dom. So uh, is it that he'd been nominated for a Lifetime Achievement Oscar and the host would like him to collect it himself? Or is it that his body had been dug up and held to ransom? Um... Uh, oh, let's hope it's not the second one. But he was really famous, wasn't he? He was, he was the, he, he was huge, wasn't he? As in terms of being a film star and all that. Uh, yeah, I think you're, I think you're thinking of uh, one of Laurel and Hardy. They were huge, <laughs> weren't they? Can't remember, but there's Laurel and Hardy actually. Let's go in terms of timeline, though. They came just after Charlie Chaplin, didn't they? They were like the next. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Let's... Or, or, in, or in terms of very large silent film stars, I think Roscoe Fatty Arbuckle was the, <laughs> was the biggest of top. Let's go with the second, uh, the first answer that he he was give, you know, told that he's won an award and he wanted to collect it. Uh, you would be wrong. Oh. That's shocking. His body, his body, which I think was in Switzerland, uh, dug up and held to ransom. Um, the it was it was soon the case that I think the. the um, people of Alex Ransom wanted about half a million pounds for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the end, the phone call was then traced. The people arrested, and they're actually quite apologetic and sort of gave the body back, and they end up in prison. I think Charlie Chaplin's wife sort of also got in touch with them and they forgave him afterwards and all that sort of stuff. So Was Charlie Chaplin British as well? Uh, he was, yes. Yeah. Well, it was, he... is it, have you got any more Charlie Chaplin questions? Uh, I have, yes. Okay, I'll not say anything else. So I'll, I'll ask the question first, then we can yeah. talk about him. So why didn't Charlie Chaplin enter the United States for 20 <laughs> years, from from 1952 to 1972? Is this alluding to the fact that you know about Charlie Chaplin? A, a little bit, yeah. Is it he was banned by the US government as he was viewed as a communist sympathiser? Or is it that he retired from all public life in 1952, didn't leave his local town of Henley-on-Thames, 
until he was persuaded out of retirement to appear to a tribute to Buster Keaton in 1972. Uh, no, I, I think, I think I, this is what I was going to ask because I do remember uh, about him being banned from entering America. So I, I'm going to go with the first one. Okay, it was banned by the US government. You would be correct. Good job, I checked. Yeah, um, I, I, that's not something actually. I, I don't think I'd, I, I was aware of that. Um, so yeah, well, well done on well done actually knowing that in the first place. Why um, did Dom come on with a Charlie Chaplin quiz? He could have done, yeah. Both an area of our expertise or silent movies. Although, then again, I'd have scored the exact same half marks because that's <laughs> what I got in your mini Charlie Chaplin quiz just there. Yeah, well, nothing if not consistent. So uh, next up, Einstein obviously had a mustache. Um, what did he do whilst he was a student at college in his early 20s? Did he did research ma- whether disinfectant could be <laughs> safely injected? <laughs> no. He, was, he, was, he wasn't that clever. He, wasn't that. <laughs> he said, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a doctor. I can't do that. <laughs> did he marry the only female student in his class? Or did he DJ with the stage name MC Squared? <laughs> Both very clever. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, which one did he, did he Did he marry the only female student in his class when he was a student, or did he DJ with the stage name MC Squared? I'm going to go with the first one, I think. Obviously, that is correct. Um, who was the governor of Rhode Island from 1866 to 1869? Note, he had quite distinctive facial hair. Was it Ambrose Goatee or Ambrose Burnside? See, I think uh, you've put the Ambrose Goatee thing in there to try and trick me because uh, you're trying to go with his facial hair sort of thing and try and trick me into choosing the Goatee one. What was the other one? Ambrose Burnside. Oh, well, both could be. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah sorry. Um, and obviously, if, if you can't quite work that out, then the illusion there is that he's got quite large sideburns. Or, or yeah, or a goatee beard. Right. Yeah. So did he have sideburns that kind of linked into a moustache like that or did he oh. have a goatee beard? And obviously, one of those um, takes their name from him because he was so memorable. So, so did he? So did he? Did he? Did he have his? Did he? Did he grow his facial hair to match his name? Basically. Uh, well, no. The name of it comes from oh. him. Ah, okay. So well, no. To... I think a goatee beard comes from an actual goat that has a, a bit of a, a a goatee chin, doesn't it? A, a, you know. So I'm going to go with the second one, but the burn, Ambrose Burnside. And you'll be correct. Should look him up. He's got some very ex- exceptionally um, notable facial hair. So it really comes out from the side and joins into the moustache. It really is quite something. That was a General Admiral Ambrose, Ambrose Burnside, I believe his full name was. So another man with um, notable, a notable moustache, Tom Selleck, played moustache detective Magnum P.I. for a number of years. Which of these is true about him? Is it he wanted to play Indiana? He was wanted to play Indiana Jones, but the role ended up going to Harrison Ford as Tom Selleck was too busy recording Magnum P.I. Or he is very good friends with Steven Spielberg and he often plays background non-speaking characters in his films. He features in the background of the first three Indiana Jones films. Interesting. Um, okay. I Oh, I, I kind of really want it to be the second one. That'd be a really, really interesting thing and then I'd, I'd want to watch the films to look out for him. Go have a look for him. Yeah, uh, but I think I'm going to go with the first one that's... Yeah, oh, oh, the... Would, did did Indiana Jones Kate come after Star Wars? It would have done, wouldn't it? The the first Indiana Jones film. Probably, yeah. So so it would have been, you know, like quite natural for someone like Harrison Ford on the back of Star Wars to get a big film role like like that one. 
Um, so, and I think The Fugitive came after any of the first Indiana Jones films as well, because that was the other Harrison Ford big film, I think, weren't it? So let's go with uh, it was it was meant to. It, let's go with the. No, let's go with the one that he's in the background. I think he's in the background because I think Harrison Ford would have got that role because of his notab- notability, I suppose, from all the films. Yeah, and obviously George Lucas is involved in Indiana Jones as well, isn't he? Is he? So it links, yeah. yeah. Oh, right, okay. So it link, links perfectly as to how Harrison Ford would get it. Except you're wrong. <laughs> cool. Um, and it was... Yeah, it was originally the first choice to play him, uh, but they said he was that busy doing Magnum PI that he couldn't kind of fit the film in and do it. I was a few years ago, obviously. I, I started. I'm not quite still dressed as Freddie Mercury now, wouldn't say, because I've rolled your sleeves down, rolled my sleeves down, and taken that thing off from around my arm and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I'm not carrying the microphone in the Freddie Mercury pose. Uh, but a few years ago, I went to I went to a fancy dress party with someone who was dressed as Magnum PI uh, uh, and various other people as well. There's people dressed as sort of Romans and cardinals and racing car drivers and football players or whatever and someone um someone got attacked out of the group we were in which is, and the police were called and the police kind of had to come and sort of assess <laughs> the situation and it was my colleague who was dressed as magnum pi who was talking to the police and sort of assisting them with their inquiries and reporting <laughs> it to them i thought it was quite, a, quite an unusual scenario at the time Absolutely, one hundred percent, genuinely happened that as well. And who done it? Was it a bit like uh, Scooby Doo at the end, where they had to like unmask somebody and realise? Uh, well, so unfortunately, unfortunately, it was actually quite a serious kind of crime. So oh. I don't want to go into the full details, but yeah, the, the sort of the seriousness of it was sort of made exceptionally amusing for people who <laughs> like that kind of thing by the fact that you know, Magnum PI was there, sort of talking to the police and trying to report and assist. So, but there we go. So Salvador Dali, another person with famous moustache, not sure if you remember his, it kind of like went up at the sides yeah. of it, kind of uh, sticking up. So what is true about him? Is it that he felt he was the reincarnation of his dead older brother, who was also called Salvador Dali? Or is it that his granddad, dad, and oldest brother were all called Dali Dali? Salvador Dali, though, had one child, which was a son, and he also called him Dali Dali. <laughs> Um, I've, I, I, I've got a sense of ridiculous about the second one, so I'm going to go with the first one, I think. Oh, you don't think it's ridiculous that he thought it was the, the reincarnation <laughs> of his dead brother who'd also got the same name as him? Well, I don't know. It, that, that, to have that many Dali Dalis, which is, you know... I'm going to go with the sec- first one, I think, sorry. Uh, and you'll be correct. Okay, uh, next up, Groucho Marx. Remember Groucho Marx's moustache? Quite uh, quite a, a big, bushy moustache um, that he got uh, famous for being in various Marx Brothers films, such as Duck Soup and, and various other things. So what is true about him? Is it that his role playing a sprinter in the film Medal of Honour in the early 1930s led to a new starter process being adopted in athletics, namely the Marx Set and Go? Or is it that his real name is actually Julius, but... He was given the stage name Groucho after a stand-up comedian named Fisher gave it to him. Oh, here we go. Putting your name in there to try and mix me up again. Um, uh, right, I'm gonna, I'm, I think you're going to try and catch me out this time, and I'm going to go with the, the stage comedian called Fisher. What, so, uh, uh, a stage comedian called Fisher changed his name to Groucho? Yes. You are absolutely correct. Well done. Yes. <laughs> I've not got the full details. I think it was an Irish comedian. I can't remember what his, uh, what his first name was, but yeah, he went by the name of Fisher, who renamed all the um, all the Marx Brothers. So I think Harpo used to play a harp. I think Groucho, I think there used to be an item called a Groucho bag. 
some form. I think he was carrying a Groucho bag, so he called him Groucho. I, I can't remember where the other two took the took the names from. Uh, but yeah, that's how that, that's how he was uh, it was called that. Um, so next up, uh, Borat famously got a moustache. Uh, have you seen the Borat movie? No, um, I, 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 I like Sasha Baron Cohen's stuff, so I, I really liked Ali G. Um, mm. But I kind of, and I saw Borat on, was it, did he first start appearing on the Ali G show? Uh, the 11 o'clock show, I think it was on. Yeah. Possibly, but and but it, yeah, I, I can't remember. wasn't something I was quite into compared to the, uh, the, the Ali G sort of, because I think Borat started to almost, it took a different sort of style, didn't it, to Allergy, whereas Allergy was very sort of fictional, whereas that became more of a... They, they put him into real places, didn't they, which I, I didn't quite get on with as much. But yeah, go on, uh, go on then. Tell me a bit about yeah. Borat. Well, the Borat movie, um, Borat sings a made-up Kazakhstan national anthem to the tune of the US national anthem to an annoyed crowd at a rodeo in Virginia. What happened afterwards? Is it Sasha Baron Cohen left the premises immediately in fear for his own life being taken and the film director quit after receiving death threats? Or did he promptly try and get out of the situation, sing the actual US national anthem, and then invited the crowd to a special screening of the movie? Oh, um, I do remember. So I do remember that there was a lot of controversy in the sort of run-up to the film release and all the sort of promotion around it. So was that one? There were, there were, I think there was a number of incidents. I don't think that was necessarily just the only one, if, if that was to have happened. Um, but... The second one also seems feasible because he's supposed to be quite a nice bloke, isn't he, Sasha Baron Cohen? And uh, yeah, so let's. I, I'm going to go with the first one because I do. I do remember there being a lot of controversy around around that sort of film release. Uh, so the first one that he left immediately and the yeah. director quit after Stephen Deathrats. You will be correct. <laughs> you're doing pretty well this uh, this yeah. week. Well done. I can't. I don't quite know what your score. We need Dom on just to count the score. Really, don't we? <laughs> I think you, you're doing you're doing well above the half mark. So I think you're uh, you're doing well there. Um, I say I think it was quite a controversial film. Um, and next next up is Freddie Mercury. Now, who originally was penciled in to play Freddie Mercury? Oh, in the in the film in the biopic the, the oh, re- released recently. Yeah. Do you want me to just give you an answer, or do you want go on if you give me an answer? Yeah. It was Sasha Baron Cohen. No, it was Tom Selleck. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, sorry, no, it, yes, you're right. It was Sasha Baron Cohen. It had sort of disagreements with the way that the that, that Queen were involved in in it. You know, maybe making it not as gritty as Sasha Baron Cohen wanted it to be. I think. I think Queen. I think um, Brian May and Roger Taylor. Mm-hmm. I think they were really keen to portray Freddie Mercury as a fantastic singer, someone who got some brilliant songs, was a great showman. But I think Sasha Baron Cohen really wanted to do scenes where it had got dwarfs walking around with balls of yeah. parties and all that sort of stuff. And I think guys in Queen weren't too interested. Well, I think, but, to, to be fair, though, that's some of the, the... Although it's an amazing film, I think some of the criticism of it is that they could have done so much more with it in mm. terms of Freddie Mercury's lifestyle and really told a, a, a truer story. Um, but, you know, I think, obviously, they were, they were struggling with that balance a bit, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, uh, by, by the way, you gave yourself a round of applause. That wasn't actually one of the questions. That was just a bit oh. of a thing to uh, put in there. But anyway, the actual question. Um, after portraying Freddie Mercury in film, um, Rami Malek was given an Oscar. I mean, so I, obviously I await the call from the Academy uh, <laughs> my performance in the first few minutes of this uh, podcast. Uh, what did he do straight after, uh, what did he do after finishing recording the film? Was it, he got the false teeth that he wore cast into gold. He claimed it was the most extravagant thing he'd ever done. Or is it, the day after filming finished, Rami Malek flew to watch Queen and Adam Lambert perform at the West Island Civic Arena in Cincinnati. 
he stood anonymously in the crowd and said he really enjoyed the gig. I mean, after being involved in that film, um, you know, just watching that film, it makes you want to put sort of Queen's greatest hits on, doesn't it, straight after and, and listen to it all again. So after he's been involved in the film, maybe maybe he was inspired to go and being, uh, go and watch a show. So yeah, let, let's go let's go with that one, the second one. Um, well, obviously watching the Queen film by me wants to do a bit more than just, uh, just listen to the greatest <laughs> hits, but uh, uh, you would be wrong, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah, he, uh, he got the false teeth cast into gold. Um, now, Freddie Mercury was famous, as like me at the start of the podcast, for using a bottomless microphone. Uh, how did this come about? Was it that an early show that they performed saw them to forget to correctly pack the microphone from the night, previous night's performance, so performed with half a microphone and quite enjoyed it? Or is it that an early show, the microphone snapped mid-performance, continued the rest of the performance, and the appearance stuck? Yeah, I, I think it's the second one because watching watching the Bohemian Rhapsody film back, although they didn't make a massive deal of it, in his one of his first performances, uh, he was trying to get the microphone stand uh, the microphone out of the microphone stand, and it just all came off as one, didn't it? So I think that that might be where it, it potentially came from, just based on my knowledge of of what I saw in the film. Yeah, I, I, was, I couldn't remember whether that was a scene in the film. I wasn't really that bothered about watching it back. So yes, that that is correct. Yeah, it was quite a it was quite a subtle thing in the film, but that it did make me think. I wonder if that's where that came from. So now I know my answer. Um, so next up, another person famous for moustache, uh, Hitler. Um, <laughs> well, obviously that's not not always famous for, or rather infamous for. We don't get that word used infamous many 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 times nowadays, do? You? I mean, um, people people can't really have that moustache anymore, can they? Because of him. Well, as I said earlier on, Charlie Chaplin had the same moustache. But well, I, think I don't think did, did, it didn't. Is a suggestion that he got that inspiration from Charlie Chaplin. I'm not too sure. I don't know. I don't know if they ever met. What would have happened? I mean, I don't know. What happened if they came together and saw each other? Would it be the yin and yang together and mm. the sort of good and evil against yeah, each other? Possibly. Or do you think, or do you think they'd just stick together like two bits of Velcro? <laughs> Who knows? Um, they, could so, make a, they could make a full moustache. Yeah, they could do. Yeah, put them both yeah. together. Take it off and put it on each half of the face. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Everyone, when they're shaving... <laughs> Come on, you shave your beard off. Don't you? you might leave your, your George Michael in the middle for yeah. a minute and shave that off. Then you got the moustache and then hang on, yeah, go on, I'll do the Hitler. I'll do, the, <laughs> I'll do this a little bit, just, just, just for a few seconds, see what it's like, and then that goes. And that's every, pretty much every man does it. And if you don't do it, then I don't, I don't buy it. Mm. Do not buy it at all. <laughs> so how did Hitler try and increase his own personal wealth? Um, so I think Hitler, perhaps similar to Vladimir Putin, has claimed were actually exceptionally rich and they did various other things to sort of siphon cash off and what have you. So did he? insist that the state bought all newlyweds a copy of his book, Mein Kampf, as a wedding present, thereby boosting the amount of royalties he would receive and his own personal wealth. Or did he employ a small group of approximately half a dozen lookalikes who toured throughout Germany, pretending to be Hitler and speaking at local towns following his rise to power in 1933? The town's councils were charged for these events, which were often forced upon them, with Hitler then taking a substantial slice of the money made. This must have been before uh, he, he he really became super famous and and all that sort of thing or in, infamous, I suppose. Um, if that if that one the second one's true, but it also might have helped him avoid or evade um, assassination if there might have been people who would have been willing at the time to try and take him out as well. Um, you'd be you'd you'd not want to do that job, would you? You'd be, you'd be quite worried about your safety and stuff, I suppose, in some cases. Well, this was sort of in the sort of 30s, before Germany were at war, when it, when it was just sort of um, Führer of Germany. Okay. Führer, is that right? Or Kaiser? Führer um, of Germany. Um, so therefore, 
German leader and obviously was generally, I was going to say popular in Germany, that's maybe not quite the right phrase, but obviously it was their, it was their leader. Um, I think a lot of Germans, quite a reasonable amount of Germans actually quite liked him, so I, I think trying I'm, to go around. I think I'm going to go with the first one, though, being a bit more believable. Okay, and you'll be correct. Fortunately, it doesn't happen nowadays. You don't uh, get married and you get a present from the government saying, here's a, here's a book for you to read. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, Hitler's book about the struggle that he had when he was uh, a prisoner of war. You should have done that at your wedding. We should have uh, made people purchase our podcast or something before entering. Well, yeah, that, that, that would be far better than uh, sort of giving, a, giving them a Hitler book. To That's when think. we were on our hiatus, I think, weren't it? Uh, probably, yeah, what, 2016, wasn't it? Yeah. So There we go. Final question, anyway. Um, obviously, let's stop talking about murderous dictators like Hitler and let's move on to... Um, Saddam Hussein. So, <laughs> it going to be a number of people I thought you might say there, but anyway. Um, so, he had a moustache that was so big and bushy that he could have hidden the weapons of mass destruction that he didn't <laughs> have in there. Uh, which of these is true about his 60th birthday? Is it, for his 60th birthday, he commissioned a statue of George W. Bush to be made. It was a relatively small statue, and it was displayed next to a much larger statue of Saddam during a large military parade. At the end of the show, the Iraqi army was instructed to topple the statue of George W. Bush. Or, or is it, did he get a copy of Hitler's book for his 60th birthday? <laughs> and frisbee it into the crowd and say, <laughs> you want one, there you go, there you go. Um, or did he commission the writing of a new version of the Koran, which was to be written entirely in his own blood? He allegedly donated blood for two years previously, and this was put into use for the special version of the Koran. Oh, um, I think I'm going to go with the first one, I think. I, d- I don't know why, but I, I don't seem to think that... that <sighs> Maybe I'm completely wrong, but I don't think religion was a massive driver for, for Saddam Hussein. I don't think. So based just on that, I'm going to go with... I, I com- could be completely wrong about that, but I'm going to go with the first one. Okay, and you unfortunately would be wrong. All right, okay. I think it was obviously quite a quite an unusual thing to do. Um, I think it was suggested as well that he donated around fifty pints of blood over the two years previously. And I think I, I think if you donate blood, you're only meant to sort of donate blood a pint of blood once every six weeks or so. Right. So I think anyone, any actual doctors who've analysed that have said that the amount of blood that he allegedly donated for it wasn't actually safe to donate. Right. Okay. By sounds of it, that was kind of like put into a fountain pen type thing as ink and used to used to write the Quran in. And is that so book? Should... Is that book still around? Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I won't go and ask for it at your local library. Put no. it that way. It's very much a one of a kind, so <laughs> I don't quite know what happened to it, unfortunately. Okay. But there we go. So that's the end of the quiz. I think uh, you did pretty well there. So thank, well done. Thank you very much. Uh, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, maybe we could do a future one about beards or something. Yeah, a few future one to do, or sideburns after Ambrose <laughs> Burnside. The Waste of Web Space podcast. The best worst. And only podcast in Chapel Town, we think. We've got Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and a website, but nobody visits any of them. Thank you very much for listening to us today i hope you've enjoyed the podcast it's been quite a long one fisher and thanks to dom for joining us earlier on as well and putting me and fisher against each other in the quiz for the first time which uh didn't really see any result because we both drew didn't we but never mind um we did um i think 
to, to, to settle it, we had suggested that we'd seen the newspaper story, haven't we, about, um, was it in America or Canada? Yeah, I can't remember. yeah. Uh, where a debt had been written off because <laughs> someone had allegedly um, entered into some kind of contractual agreement with whoever lost on a game of rock, paper, scissors yeah. would end up. What happened? I can't, I, do you want to give more details? The, yeah, the, so they basically, I think a court said um, that it, it, would, it didn't count, basically. I sent you it earlier on, didn't I? But I think a court said that... Um, it, it wouldn't let the bet stand because it, it's not it's not a form or something like that. Um, because it was the court was trying to work out if the rock paper scissors uh, game was a game of chance or a game of skill. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, so he was a man who won a big bet in a be- in a best of three game. Rock paper scissors has been saved from his debts. Um, so yeah, so it must have gone in his favour or something like that. But anyway, um, so we thought oh. we could settle that now, couldn't we? We could settle that. Given we had a tiebreaker in our country music quiz, perhaps should we do best of three? Rock, paper, yeah. scissors? Are we going to have any uh, anything that we've got to do as a result of it? So if I win, you've got to dress like Freddie Mercury for the rest of the week. And if you win, do you um, think I should... dress as David Bowie in the next podcast? I could attempt to. I could attempt to. Okay. Are we going to go for it? Go for it sir. Okay. Best of three. What are we going to do? Are we going to... Uh, one, two, three. Are we going uh, to bring our fist up from below the yeah. screen? Yeah. Or? One, two, yeah. up like that. Okay. Here yeah. we go. Okay. Welcome to Rock, Paper, Scissors with Jimbo and Fisher. Uh, here's round one. Off we go. So, one, two, three. Oh, that's one nil One nil to me. Rock, rock blunts the scissors. One, two, three. Ah, oh, draw. It's a draw. Sorry, just for... Hang on. We should probably explain this for the audio listeners. Yeah. Maybe we should do some commentary. As, as, as Jimbo, the slightly older of the two competitors and more experienced, comes up against Fisher <laughs> and... And, and they draw, and they both draw out a pair of scissors, and that's an even. Oh, it's a draw there. Two great competitors going head to head here, and they will re, they'll recast that one. They'll have another go. So Fisher is obviously only one step away from a great title, a great turnaround, having earlier on displayed his country music knowledge. <laughs> so are we going to do it? One. Going to go three, two, one. Three, two, one, go. Ah, oh, pulled back level. All. Scissors of Jimbo beats the paper of Fishers. Are we and ready? It's down to the side now. They've both trained very hard for this over the last four years to get to the final here. One, two, three. Oh, oh and Fisher goes back to his, his preferred method of using the rock. I'm not happy. Jimbo... I feel I feel there's a delay on the uh, on the old Skype here, which is causing me to go a bit quicker than you. Uh, Jimbo stayed with it. Actually, <laughs> on, on all four games, did you just use scissors? Yeah, basically. You, you, you are aware that there is more to this game than just putting out a pair of scissors on this. Yeah, we're not playing scissors, scissors, scissors. It's rock, paper, scissors playing Jimbo. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, but, so that'll be me trying to dress as David Bowie next week uh, for next week's episode. I, I'll have to try and find You can't go anywhere and buy anything, can we? So I'll, I'll do what I can. Anyway, um, Fisher, um, yep. do you want to play us out? Are you able to play us out on the podcast? Uh, no, nah, I'm all right, thank you. You can't do it. No, no, I'm not too bothered about you not it. Set up? It's on the keyboard or, or guitar. If well, anyway, Fisher Fisher can do a a, a brilliant little uh, version of the beginning of Bohemian Rhapsody on the keyboard, but he's refusing to do it. So complaints, please, to um, wasteofwebspace.co.uk, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Please write us a complaint about that, and we'll try and get Fisher doing it next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Goodbye.